Welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and take a deep dive into it. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on BFF.fm or subscribe to the podcast at ForTheRecordPodcast.com. This week we're talking about Saturday Night, the solo album from Tim Darcy, the lead singer of Montreal band Ott, and it starts out with a song called Tall Glass of Water. like to start with the beginning of the track here we kind of came in in the middle because even though this isn't a particularly long song it still manages to be two completely different songs in mm-hmm. one where that first minute is this pretty up-tempo kind of pretty conventional pop song that's really catchy and then it suddenly just drops out and turns into this much kind of more ambiguous and it's all about these binaries of like is it fatal or is it a popsicle which is such an odd choice and you know is it rain or toxic fire and just these number of different questions and that it starts straightforward and then it immediately starts questioning itself as a song it's an odd place to start and it's yeah i mean it starts out sounding like a very lou reed sort of early velvet underground song and then immediately that only lasts about a minute and then the rest of the experiment the rest of the album is kind of experimental and is going with different styles and i have to mention that ought was the number two podcast that we ever did right before we saw them at bottom of the hill in 2014 and so now Tim Darcy is obviously the lead singer. So yeah, back back when we didn't know what we were doing, and meanwhile that do, but that was a great. Do, are you implying that we know what we're doing? We less don't know. <laughs> I'd like to hope. Um, uh, but yeah, the uh, you know Ott was certainly a a very intense experience and very and very raw. And I feel like this is in some ways more polished, even though, as you say, it's kind of that velvet underground sound where it is very stripped down. I mean, it's just kind of guitar drums and the singing, and he is kind of pushing his voice into a place where it is more singing than the sort of talk singing that dominated the odd album. And yet it's not exactly crooning, Mm -hmm. but that he's willing to push into the schizophrenia of the, the two, the two sides of the song. And as I think it turns out, kind of even the entire album has that and and so that kind of 
dualism is is throughout and is very explicit in the next track which in its even in its title is Joan parts 1 and 2 that was just the very end of the first part of the song that we played and then going into the second part and both of these kind of beg the question of what is the point of having songs that are basically like two songs put together I don't think it was just that he only had a couple songs that were like a minute long and tried to smoosh them together I think that there's thematic and instrumental coherence especially on this second one where it's kind of like a psych rock echoey and it wasn't until we sat down to record the podcast and I put the good headphones on that I heard the background like on that one yeah that, that I didn't quite pick up on the extent to which yeah that the first half of this song which I had previously thought of as being pretty just kind of poppy and straightforward almost just like a romantic like Joan 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 yeah Joan Joan uh, it's almost like super repetitive in mm-hmm. lyrically. And then to hear that, oh, it actually has this kind of increasing layering of that weird wind sound. And yeah, the, and then that transition where suddenly just shifts into a lower gear and becomes really steers into that psychedelic. Mm-hmm. And his singing becomes very sweet and kind of creepy at the same time. And it's a just odd left turn in an album that we I kind of as as you listen to it just like each of these songs is going to throw a, a curveball at you and it it's definitely not an easy listen yeah some I mean it's funny that you said creepy because it's something about his demeanor and also I, I don't know if it's just the way he looks like watching him sing he's very tall and skinny and his he does come off as a little bit creepy and I feel like not I mean he's I'm sure a wonderful person but the delivery is very kind of unsettling is maybe a better way to put it yeah and then I think in this song it really sinks in that you know his you know the delivery there's not a lot of kind of comfortable structures to hang on to there's not traditional verse chorus like it's just kind of verse and then another verse and then another verse and I feel like the entire first song is just a series of verses without any sort of discernible chorus Mm -hmm. and then here this song is similarly just kind of in the first half verse 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 and then again into the second half and then just abruptly it's not really a chorus because it only happened once but it's a chorus because it's actually 
choral, like all, you, this sudden just parade of voices mm-hmm. coming in. And that transition where he's like, kind of give me, it's, I, it's very hard to pick up the lyrics in this. And mm-hmm. he wasn't nice enough to include official lyrics on his uh, Bandcamp page. So, you know, we're kind of going through the mist of the sound of this, but kind of this idea of like, less, next time leave me a halo, next time leave me my mind or my life. And then that choral is just kind of my, my, and it's almost just like that kind of repetition mm-hmm. that that focus on trying the this like search for the self and this sense of being kind of unmoored from himself. And again, maybe I'm grasping at straws to try and get what he's at here because he's not making it easy for us. Like that this is intended to be a challenging, not an easy listening album. The next song though is pretty, is much more kind of traditional pop songwriting and it's called You Felt Comfort. sense you describe this as the the pop song and i feel like it feels I, well, I like a pop song i don't know if i said that i think it's more of a traditional structure but yeah but it, it, i feel it feels like yeah the, when this when i'm listening to the song it has that sense of like do 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 you know, it has that kind of rhythm and re- repetitiveness but then kind of the repetitiveness like it you know i again i keep commenting like oh the verse chorus this one he kind of keeps singing and then more singing and it's like oh I expect this to be a verse and then there's another verse and it just kind of keeps going and going and going and going Mm -hmm. and then when finally there's that relief of this brief kind of wordless singing chorus yeah yeah, and then when it switches back and it's just sort of you can't expect you know how much is going to be in each section Mm -hmm. and you know that it it does even though it, it feels sort of like a comfortable more traditional pops singing and then just but the way that stru- it is structured and also uh, yet another song where the lyrically like I try to get a handle on it but it just seems to be this it's not straightforward mm-hmm. it's just kind of this idea of oh there's some trauma and you're getting past it but it, it's, interesting it's unclear I felt like this is the, the only song where I had a good handle on what it was about which I took it to be as like just kind of addressing a friend or somebody who is depressed and is having a challenging time and kind of like talking them through it um but but i guess maybe just for me i felt kind of so buffeted by the the 
that but i guess maybe that in itself it's just like hey you keep the you, you keep pushing you, and sometimes you don't know how long you're gonna have to keep going yeah. but you will make it through yeah and yeah, that that message though of that someone other than you has tried. And- well, and I feel like this isn't that different from the first Ott album, where there's a lot of like speak singing that goes on like really fast for a long time, and it's sort of that similar style of relentlessness, but it's just more melodic. Yeah, here that I mean, we talked about the sort of the, him having that very velvet underground sound, and here is kind of a neutral milk hotel vibe going. Yeah. Oh yeah. Very good. And point. Uh, and yeah, I like that he can be this kind of chameleon and sort of find like, hey, this is my solo album. I'm gonna try on a bunch of different styles. Yeah, and in fact, the name Saturday Night comes from the fact that while Ott was recording their second album, he recorded these solo tracks just sort of like in the spare studio time when everyone else was not recording. And I think this is solo material that he had sort of saved up. So that may that's often the case when it's an album of like solo stuff that has been gathered over a long time is it feels a little disjointed just because all of the songs were written like rather than with thematic album whole in mind, but with just as one offs. So I wonder if that's the case. Yeah. It's an interesting idea. I hadn't really thought about the, how it came to be, but yeah, there's just a sort of diversity of sounds, but it, even though they're all so different, they, they feel like they fit on the same album. And I think we'll plow through yet another, um, I feel like very poppy track uh, coming up next called Still Waking Up. My favorite track on this record and i lied i this is another one i i said the last one was the only one that i felt like i knew what it was about this one i also felt like i knew what it was about it was just kind of about you know waking up as in emotionally waking up to life getting woke <laughs> well i see that you're still looking beyond because i just kind of I, I look at the immediacy of it and it just feels like kind of a more of a I, I tend to see things just like oh it's a relationship song of like oh I'm looking over at this person sleeping next to me and is is are you ready to be with me or do you do you need to you're still waking up alone and that sort of that I, that sort of middle ground of like trying to find you know the the ability to be with someone and like 
again, I'm not putting a grasping this well because I feel like this entire album, even the poppy songs, and this is, you know, the very kind of sweet crooning. Yeah. Almost got kind of this like old school Roy Orbison vibe. Just yeah. again, the I love that kind of chameleon effect. And that at the same time, just I, the songs kind of wash over me and I, mm-hmm. I there's not as much to grab onto even with a poppy song like this even that seems to have that relatively straightforward message I in the context of the album it's not as easy for me to grab on like that yeah there's so much out of, of listening to this record even as many times as we listen to it to in order to prepare for the podcast that I feel like remains out of reach there's something about it that I can't quite grab onto and I don't know if that's good. Yeah, and, it, and it's weird because I feel like, yeah, it's very emotionally kind of open. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like he is putting himself out there mm-hmm. as a songwriter, as a singer, performer. And yet there is that sense of distance that there is kind of just that I don't get him. Mm-hmm. And so it's like he's opening up and I want to understand. And it's, it sounds really pretty. I feel like this is just like this is a pretty song, but I, I still don't get him but I want to. It's, it's, so it's both sort of interesting and also kind of a frustrating experience, uh-huh. but in a good way, because you want to keep going back like, oh, there's more here. Maybe if I maybe one more listen and I'll get it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I know that's sort of an odd recommendation to make, but uh, is very true. And I think another you know, recommendation, yeah, is I think structurally like as an album like we were talking about how it felt kind of like oh there's so many different sounds and maybe he recorded these over a wide range Mm -hmm. and wrote the songs and yet there is the sense uh like like an old school vinyl because Mm -hmm. like oh there's this side a like all these songs are kind of different kind of chameleonic (laughs) pop Mm -hmm. takes and then kind of coming after the song that we have some instrumental and then very clearly a transition into a side b Mm -hmm. as we go into the second half of the album Mm -hmm. And yeah, the next song we'll, we're not going to play, but it's called First Final Days and it's all instrumental, as is the last, well, the last two tracks, which we also won't play, are kind of all in, mostly yeah, he's, instrumental. Yeah, he's not afraid of the instrumental, which is interesting because, you you know, I think coming into this and from the for aught, I thought of as much more like, oh, it's about the singing. So and here wordy. He's, yeah, yeah, exactly. And here he's willing to, I mean, the songs where he sings are very wordy, but then there's some songs where it's like very little singing with mostly instrumental or entirely instrumental for several minutes. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, within the context of that, those sort of, they provide the nice framing where you make the transition, as I said, from this kind of poppy sound to the much more experimental side B. And that kicks off with the title track, Saturday Night. Does the bush ever think? Where do I grow to be seen? Does the bush ever
So there's the always the question of whether what you find on the internet is accurate and so I often try to look at the credits to see who was playing what instrument um, when we talk about albums and I don't see any stringed instrument even listed in the credits for this record and so I'm not sure what that crazy stringed instrument is but it reminded me so much of like John Cale's chaotic viola in the, the Velvet Underground songs um, but it's very, it, it makes the song very unsettling. Yeah, there's something so out of whack about it. And it almost, to me, I felt like bowing an instrument that wasn't meant to be bowed. Like you sometimes hear these people like exper- like playing the inside of a like piano a or using a bow on a guitar. Maybe. And there's all sorts of weird stuff along that sense. But then it's like over the course of the song, it kind of ebbs and flows from that very unsettling sound to a slightly more traditional, mm-hmm. like... Yeah, almost like viola or very high pitched, but then it gets mm-hmm. very scrapey and really pushing, you know, this kind of seesaw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think it suits this kind of, you know, again, the sec- second half of the album where I feel like everything's being torn away and there's just this sort of the self falling away because there's just this great lyric of all this left of me is what I know. And what I know is that's what's mine is not mine. Mm-hmm. And it's just that sort of sense of like, okay being reduced to just knowledge but your knowledge is that there isn't anything aside from knowledge and it's just that kind of weird reduction to and i think the vocals yeah yeah, the vocals sort of echo that feeling it goes from kind of like talk singing to this sort of panicked like let me out and almost like a wail yeah he's contemplating yeah this like search for wisdom and he's like i go to the center i I unwind so you sense that he's like he's searching for truth and failing and then just like grasping at things in the world and like does just the bush think about how to be seen and just it gets very you know i I'm not going to say crazy, but clearly someone who's struggling to come to terms with the world in a way that, as I said, like, I feel like he's opening up to us so much and I don't understand exactly what's going on in there, but it's, it's a lot and it's really interesting. Yeah. I think that this song presents the idea of struggle in a very emotionally resonant way. Yeah. And and I think that, you know, we talked a little bit about some of the cohesion on the album, but you know, this is a case where, oh, then these kind of crazy bowed, string sounds then come up in some of the instrumental tracks that we aren't going to get to out of for time mm-hmm. and similarly like the, oh there's some samples that appear in one of the songs and then those end up appearing in another song and so there are things that kind of bind it together and make it more cohesive and so even as it's very unsettling what makes it unsettling also makes it cohesive which is kind of a nice trade-off and i think we as I said, we entered this second half of the album. It gets very crazy and he's struggling for a few tracks. And then I th- there's, I think maybe some, maybe finding transcendence a little on this next track. It's called St. Germain. They say creation is the loudest screech of escape, which explains why mine sounds like a scream.
I felt very unlearned when this song title Saint Germain came up and I went onto the internet to do some research and Saint Germain came up with a lot of different references but given how this song feels the one that jumped out at me is this Count of Saint Germain who's a semi-mythical figure who I guess is considered very influential creator of like new agey ideas kind of age of Aquarius stuff and that's the only one I was thinking of because they just did a Stuff You Missed in History class podcast about him. So anyway, um, and, you know, it, the, just listening to the song, it sounds like a piece of 60s psychedelia. And if you told me it came off of some album that was released in like 1967 that had this kind of echoey psychedelic sound, I wouldn't think you were lying. Yeah, and the ideas he's exploring here, I mean, to, again, to the extent that I can pick up on it in this sort of wash of noise, even and it's, again, a wash of noise with still the very simple of just, it feels just like a single guitar and drums and singer, and yet it feels also like this wall, and in there's just this notion of this creation is the breach of escape, and mine sounds like a scream, and just trying to find himself, and again, I feel like thematically within the album that he's been kind of struggling and his self has been kind of ripped apart and here he's sort of saying i can't remember what it felt like to feel that he's been searching so long and now he's kind of having to re get a hold of himself as a person as a self and not some cosmic uh identity and so yeah he's he's tried so hard and he's like he's pulling himself back he's like oh no i actually have to be a self a person to make art and that's what's important and you talked about the drone sound. He's I had read that he's actually done some contributions to a different album that was all kind of drone and noise. So he clearly has an interest in that. And it comes out in a lot of these tracks and this one in particular. Where yeah, like the last 45 minutes of it is just this like repetitive kind seconds. of or the 40, <laughs> 45 <laughs> minutes of the song. Yeah, the last 45 seconds is just this kind of repetitive guitar texture. And yet somehow it just kind of builds and builds and builds on itself. And it's really powerful. <laughs> and that's. Yeah, uh, I, this is an album I think that has undone me a little bit. Most albums I'm able to kind of get a hold on, and there's just there's so much going on here. And it, in some ways, like I can favor a cohesive, and I this isn't necessarily that because he's he's pushing himself in all directions, but he's able to do that, and it still feels like an album, and, and that's quite something. But yeah, I think we needed to listen to this for more than two weeks, maybe like two months of listening and it will finally <laughs> come to focus. But it's interesting enough to make me want to keep listening. Absolutely. To it. So we're going to go out with a song called found my limit. And we've been listening. We've been discussing Saturday night by Tim Darcy. And you've been listening to for the record. Thanks so much for listening. Well, I think I finally found my limit And if it was deep enough I would wade into it Well, I think I finally found my limit And if it was deep enough I would
Swimming in 